Well, we wanted to welcome you today to the Hills Church at home or wherever you are watching. In fact, so glad every single week or the just the weeks that you are able to view or listen along that uh, you're diving into God's word and we are praying for you. In fact, let me encourage you to do this as we get going today. You can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org, and you can download our message notes uh, for today. And you can also download our kids' activity sheet. Um, if you're playing catch-up on some audio or video recordings, you can also go to the website and download the notes. If you don't happen to see those dates, feel free to email us at info at arcadia.org and we'll get you uh, those notes for your study. Well, my uh, title today is Faith and Forgiveness. Faith and Forgiveness. Now, we're going to see Jesus link both of these in the scripture that we've been looking at in Mark chapter 11. So let's jump right into that, that verse in uh, Mark chapter 11, and this is verses 22 to 26. Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt, but believes that those things that he says shall be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, it doesn't stop there. Jesus continues with uh, two more verses for us. In fact, in verse 25, uh, it says this. And when you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. Let me read those last two verses again. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not, if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Well, let's pray today as we get into our message. Uh, Lord, we thank you for these verses. And Lord, what a different contrast of mountain-moving faith and believing what we pray going right into forgiveness, forgiving people and understanding the power of forgiveness, how you have forgiven us. Lord, I pray today, uh, allow this opportunity and these verses to impact our hearts and our spirits in the power of forgiveness as you're teaching us in Jesus' name. Amen. In fact, yeah, it is a title I looked up on the New York Times of the best-selling books. Do you know there's not one book that has a title of forgiveness? Do you, uh, a lot of it's fiction, a lot of it's leadership, a lot of it's uh, money managing, but there's not a book, a secular book, that talks about forgiving people. 
So I went and I looked up uh, the top Christian books. Do you know there's not a top Christian book that teaches about forgiveness? Really, uh, it's about worship. There's some fiction. There's some being Christ-like. But if you're going to be Christ-like, you got to follow what he says. And so what's interesting, too, in a lot of the Christian books, it talks about sacrifice. But there's not one title about forgiveness. And I would bet to say that if there was a book that it was titled Forgiveness, that we would bypass it and we would look for the book called How to Increase Our Faith or Mountain Moving Faith. Yet Jesus is going to tie these thing, two things together. In fact, really, it's being forgiven, understanding that bit of that we're forgiving, but it's extending forgiveness. And it's also linked into the, the power of our prayers, mountain-moving obstacles. And so really, each and every of the last few weeks, we've been reading Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 26, and we love reading and seeing the power of Jesus. But he's switching now to speak from the mountain moving imagery to speak to our hearts and forgiving others and that you're forgiven when you pray. You know, extending forgiveness can be one of life's most difficult actions and conversations. People have hurt us with words actions, and some things continue and will continue. We like forgiving on our terms, we, but we want to react. You hurt me, so I'm going to hurt you. And we can't just use the excuse, I'm just not like Jesus, because Jesus specifically teaches these things. Well, let's mention that about Jesus just for a minute. In fact, these uh, verses we're reading is Passion Week. You know, his ministry uh, lasted about three and a half years. During his ministry, he always had the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, some of the scribes, and, and they would come at him with questions, trying to trap him. In fact, some of them said that the miracles that he was doing were because of his influence of Satan. He was trying to be trapped. They would attend his teachings. They would follow him and just watch. And I bet they just sneered along. They tried to entrap him with scriptures in the Old Testament. And yet on Jesus's last week, right, before he laid down his own life, he would be betrayed by one of his disciples he would be, one of his disciples would deny him three times. He would be beaten and mocked and he would be shouted at to be crucified. And yet even on the cross, when they would look up at him and, and they would say, you can't even save yourselves. When the thieves on the cross even mocked him, we read this one verse that becomes so powerful in one of the sayings on the cross. And listen to Jesus's words, Father, Forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. So at the foot of the cross, the soldiers who have torn off his garments are gambling to see who would win his clothes. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. 
You know, and I thought about this. You know, we like these verses. Let me read these verses to us today. Here's the verses of forgiveness that we like. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, we like those verses. Man, we've sinned. We've missed the mark. We've blown it. We know that we can come to our Father God. We can confess it openly to him. And we know what the scripture says. He forgives us. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. In fact, David mentions this one in Psalm 103. We quote this a lot. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. He forgets those sins. They're as far as the east is from the west. They've gone in polar opposite positions. Notice what it says. He's removed the transgressions from us. David said in Psalm 51, remember, in fact, this was after he blew it, having not only had an adulterous affair with Bathsheba, but having her husband killed and then moving her into his household. And when Nathan the prophet begins and exposes it, and he, has, he comes to himself, David says these words in Psalm 51, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. In fact, we know that David goes on and talks about that clean heart that was going to be restored in him. See, we like those verses. In fact, I was reading a story. There were two golfer friends and they were out golfing and one of them hit such a lousy shot that it went and it got in a sand trap and he, you know, didn't say anything and got out of the trap. And his friend said, you know what? You know what's the great thing about golfing with you when you blow it? You don't yell. You don't cuss. You don't say anything. And the other golfer said this. He says, you know, you may not hear it, but my spit sure kills the grass. You know, even us thinking it sometimes. Even it coming into our mind is something that we have to grab a hold of and come before the Lord in forgiveness. You know, these are the verses that we need to remember. In fact, Romans chapter 3 says this, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned, right? All have sinned. Romans chapter 3, verse 10 says this, As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. So we understand about all of, all of mankind. In fact, we understand that first verse, all have sinned. People that say things against us, act things against us, stir us up to act uh, and to get provoked. We need to also be people, as we read that verse, that we are coming to the Lord for forgiveness. You know, that doesn't mean that there is some relationship down the way that I have to pursue because they constantly hurt me. In fact, there's a very interesting uh, Bible story where the apostle Peter and the apostle Paul uh, re really were in opposition against one, one another and they went their separate, separate places. You know, 
We don't see anything about them coming back together. We don't see them writing a, a bad about one another at all, but there was a disagreement. They went separate ways, but he, here's what's important. At the end of the day, forgiveness was extended, whether it was received or not, forgiveness was extended on our part that we can stand before the Lord or we can come before the Lord and we know that we have asked forgiveness. In fact, this other one in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 24, verse 17, repay no no e repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Isn't that interesting? In fact, uh, the first part says, lets us know this in uh, Romans 12, repay no one for evil. Don't go after somebody because they do something to you. Don't go after them. Have regard for the good things in the sight of all men. Proverbs chapter 24, 17 says, do not rejoice when your enemy falls and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles. You know, you're not supposed to say, hey, you know what? You should have saw what happened to him. You know, they had it coming. They had it coming. They should have been aware. They had it coming. No, don't rejoice when your enemy falls and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles. You know, it's important to know that the believer, the one that us that's growing in Christ every day, that's learning these things. In fact, it's interesting that Jesus will speak of having great faith, mountain moving faith, obstacles in the way, believing when you pray that it comes to pass, but then you must forgive. And if you don't forgive, your heavenly father won't forgive you. Powerful that he begins to say that. And that we don't look at people stumble and cheer on the inside. No, because a person that has forgiveness has already walked in a different kind of humility than the world shows. You know, it's interesting if you get on any social media and you, and you see different comments. I don't know why that there's this innate uh, response in us that we feel like we have to respond. And yet we know many of those times are the people that are doing that. The responses will never end. In fact, sometimes it's just going to drag us into conversations and things we don't want to do. That's why we have to be very particular and understand that we are led by the Spirit and we are led by His words on the inside of us. In fact, I remember uh, this one story in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 and 22. Listen to what Peter said. said, Peter came to him talking about Jesus and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. <laughs> so here's Peter coming with, do I do it seven times? You know, seven times? Well, we read in Proverbs about, you know, a righteous man falls down and gets up, you know, even seven times. We understand that the, the whole bit of the seven. No, Jesus comes back to, no, 70 times seven. Four, which is 490 times. Now, here's what we don't want to do. We don't want to take note somewhere on a paper. Oh, you know, they're at 317, 317. They're already on 317. Jesus said they get 490. That's all they get. Well, then we're keeping track and we're not forgiving. 
Aren't we glad when God the Father forgives us that he forgets? It's cast to the east and from the west, never remembers it anymore. It's cast like to the bottom of the deepest ocean, not remembered. That that blood of Jesus that was poured out and shed for the forgiveness of sin, all mankind, past, present, future, didn't just blanket our sin or cover it up or move it over to a corner. It forgave it. We became as white as snow, washed as snow, clean, standing righteously in front of him. And so we're not to keep track. Thank God he's not keeping track of everything when I've confessed my sin to him. And that's what's funny. Seven times Jesus? No, no, no. 70 times seven. 490 times Jesus says. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Even as Christ, even as God in Christ forgave you. Let me read that again. And be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. You know, it's an easy verse to read, but it's a lifestyle that he was saying. You know, when, when the Apostle Paul writes that, I remember, in fact, you can go and read about his life and ministry, a little bit more detail in the book of Corinthians. He was beaten and beaten and shipwrecked and thrown in jails and falsely accused and whipped and stoned. He could have easily said, even those that persecute you, you, you know, you can hate them. Even to those that persecute you, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. You know, when, when we read that, we think about that. We think that that's when we're around other believers, right? It's easier to be tenderhearted. It's something that is to be extended, forgiven. You know, I was remembering back, you know, uh, um, a lot of times, some of the, the movies that we'll tend to watch, the themes that become very powerful that we remember have to do with uh, forgiveness, have to do with compassion, have to do with tender, tender-hearted, you know, the, those forgivings. And I remember uh, we were living in North Carolina at the time, and I had taken my kids to go see Spider-Man 3. Now, Spider-Man 3 was where uh, Spider-Man, who usually wears the red costume, he was kind of getting on the bad side, and uh, he ended up having a black costume, which, you know, that was kind of the, the rave that all the kids loved that black Spider-Man costume. Yet he turned into this creature called Venom. Well, my son at the time is five. And this is before all of the different reviews that you could read about on movies. And I remember being in this movie and I remember thinking, you know, for a five-year-old, man, this is pretty intense. That character Venom has these big teeth and a tongue and he's pretty vicious but at the end of the story, which is these different characters, it's interesting that a Spider-Man character says to another character named Sandman, I forgive you. Here's a, a movie, right? 
here's just you know some action-packed uh, superhero movie. Yet the theme right at the end is he forgives this character. You don't see that anymore. You know, you know what our, our movies are about? Revenge, plotting revenge, going after people. Isn't that what we see in society? Going after people. Rather than taking these scriptures to heart, modeling the actions of Jesus. Even Jesus on the cross, when he could have called down the legions of angels to completely free him and destroy everybody against him, said those words, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. If he prayed that in his day for those people after him, how many of the things that you and I face are good-willed, good-meaning people that have just gotten deceived and are out of bounds and are doing and saying things that have no regard for the things of God and maybe they don't even have a concept at all and yet we're to do like the Apostle Paul said there and let me mention that last verse Ephesians 4 32 and be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another even as God in Christ Jesus has forgiven you you know, let's do that today. In fact, I don't know the situation that you might be facing. And I know that uh, there's not a cookie cutter situation for everyone. Everybody's gone through different hurts. Everybody has had to forgive people. And many times, uh, sometimes us might, uh, others of us might be in a place today where even trying to work through forgiving somebody might seem impossible. In fact, it might seem like a mountain. And maybe that's exactly part of what Jesus was talking about. That in order for you to walk free, you need to come to the place when you can forgive that individual. You know, they might never, ever own up to it. They might walk a whole different direction and they might for the rest of their life and your life, talk about you, talk about you, talk about you. That doesn't give you or I the right to respond that way. We have to respond the way Jesus teaches us to respond. We have to be his disciple. And when he tells Peter, no, not seven times, 70 times seven, we have to walk that road of being people that forgive him. Even if it takes you 490 times to say that you forgive them, that you walk in that tender-hearted ability to forgive people. There's always going to be somebody that's going to hurt us. There's always going to be somebody that's going to talk about us. There's always going to be somebody that wants to scheme about us. There's always going to be something, but I always have the opportunity to make my choice according to what Jesus taught. Jesus, even when the disciples were scattered after the resurrection, could go to them and, and didn't hold it over their heads that they weren't at the tomb Easter morning waiting for him to come out. He did do that. He's a forgiving Jesus. We have a forgiving God that says to us, you want to move mountains? You want to have great faith? You better forgive others. 
as God has forgiven you. So Father, we come to you this day. You know every situation. In fact, for some, this might even be a painful topic to have to relive. But in order to get past the mountain, we have to forgive. We have to forget. In fact, one of the greatest challenges is in our minds that it reminds us of what had happened. But Father, we want to be people that act in forgiveness. And so, Lord, I pray for all of us today that we would be kind to one another, tender hearted. Give us the tender heart that Jesus had. It doesn't mean we get we get pushed around. It means that we're tender hearted and forgiving as you forgave us. You forgave all of our debt. And so we extend the forgiveness to those individuals. And we pray those things today in Jesus name. Amen. In fact, if you're hearing these even for the first time and, and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, the most important prayer, the most important decision that you'll ever make, I want to lead you in praying that prayer. In fact, maybe you've gone, you've accepted the Lord at one time, but you've been running a whole different direction. And today is the day that you come back to him because he is waiting for you. And he has been waiting for you. I'd like you to pray this prayer after me. In fact, it comes from Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10, that says that if we would confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we would believe it in our heart that he was raised from the dead, we will be saved. Let's pray this together. Ready? Dear God, I believe that Jesus lived, died, and rose again for me. I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. And today I begin my relationship with you in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible records that if you prayed that in heaven right now, there's more joy. There's a celebration going on. The Bible also records that your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's basically like saying you've got a reservation that's already waiting for you. And you're starting today your brand new life in Jesus Christ. And I would encourage you to reach out to us, whether through our website, through our, our social uh, media platforms. I encourage you to read, your, read a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, connect with us. Get online. Read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read about the life of Jesus. Allow this life now that has been transformed and changed. The Bible says now from the inside out, allow his word to begin to lead and guide you. We pray for you in Jesus' name. You know, it was just a year ago that we first heard the words, shelter in place for 15 days. And I remember we had our last uh, church service on March 15th, and the next week we went online. In fact, uh, going online, we were just using our, our iPhone. We were in our house. I remember my wife and I, we wore uh, our matching like uh, hoodies that we had, and we knew that people were going to be at home following along, 
And boy, I, it was just one of those, it was a work in progress to get everything to, to come on out. We thank God that it worked out. We went another week. We didn't know that we would go another 15 days and we didn't know that we would continue to go on until October. But we're just thanking the Lord that each and every week that we have an opportunity to come together, that you invite us into a living room, what, wherever you are, whether you're listening or watching, and that you have been a part because you are part of our daily prayers. And we pray that the word of God is growing on the inside of you and enriching you in spiritual things. And even when the world is crazy right now, that we serve and trust a God that is supplying all of our needs, is going before us and is protecting us. So as we receive our tithes and offerings today, I want to read a verse out of Luke chapter 12, verse 29 through 31. In fact, this puts it in perspective, and this is Jesus's words to us. And do not seek what you should eat or what you should, you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knows that you need these things. But seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Uh, first thing in the morning, we're concerned about our coffee, what we're going to eat. If you have kids, first thing in the morning, they want you know what they're going to eat, what they're going to eat for dinner. I think the first thing first in this verse is that we're to have a kingdom set mind and we're to know that our God wants to supply all of our needs and is very concerned about those things. And I love that one verse that he says, don't have an anxious mind. Trust me. You know, the sparrow's not wor worried about tomorrow. Because the sparrow knows that God somehow is taking care of him. Neither should we worry about tomorrow. Pray this prayer, if you would, with me today in our giving. As I give in today's offering, I acknowledge that my life consists of more than the things I have or the things that I desire. My life finds meaning in serving Jesus in his eternal kingdom. My life is to be lived as a person who seeks first his eternal kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, and if you're giving today, you can do it a couple ways. You can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can click on the top of the screen, right-hand side of the give button. It's safe, fast, and secure. You can also write to us by mail. It's the Hills Church, P.O. Box 661419. That's Arcadia, California, 91066. Hey, and let me invite you in just a couple weeks to Easter. It's April 4th, comes early this year, Easter Sunday, uh, as we celebrate our risen Lord. In fact, uh, you can join us at 10 o'clock in person, indoors, in person in our outdoor uh, courtyard or online. So I encourage you to do one of those three ways. Uh, encourage you to celebrate Jesus is risen on Easter. Would love for you to be a part. Invite somebody to join or attend because we're offering uh, different opportunities. And as we do each and every week, make this your prayer. In fact, uh, 
I love thinking about this verse every single day. It helps me direct my focus. I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Your help comes from the Lord. We're praying for you. Have a great day. God bless you this week.